Spirit, we invite you into Recording this place. Recording in progress. Have your way, Father God. Yes. Let your Spirit rest, rule, reign, and abide, Lord God. Oh, give God. us wisdom. Yes. Give us revelation. Yes. Give us understanding. Yes. Give us clarity of thought in our mind, Father God, that we receive everything yes. clear and without confusion, yes. Father God. Father God, as you have blessed me to stand in this position, God, I give you all honor, glory, and praise, Father yes, God. God. I envy myself out before you, Lord. Yes, God. Yes. Fill me, Lord, with your spirit. Help me, Father God, to articulate your word in a way that it blesses everyone under the sound of my hearing. Yes, that yes, they receive yes. it with an open heart and open mind, Father God. And we invite you, Lord, to continue your work in their lives that you will see it through to its completion. Lord God, we glorify you, we magnify you, we lift you up. And in Jesus' name we declare that it is so. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we also ask you, Lord God, anyone who's in route, bless the Lord. Give them trials and mercies, Father God, that they will make it here safely. In Jesus' name we declare it is so. Amen. Amen. And amen. Okay, I'm excited to be here. I'm blessed and grateful to be here. But you know, I'm going to try and reel it in because you know, I can get a little bit excited and go all the way to the left. So, you know, I've been, I've been absent now, but I've been watching my sister Evangelist Wright. Uh-huh. Right? Is she keeping her on track? She's keeping it in the time frame it's supposed to be in. She's finishing the lesson. And so, that means I need to get in line, right? No more excuses about, oh, we, we just let the spirit have this way and we ran out of time. No more. I can't use that excuse anymore, so. All right. So, um, if you would, turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 35. So, Genesis chapter 38 and Genesis chapter 49. So our scripture, our background scripture today comes from Genesis. Um, our devotional reading was Numbers 24, 2 through 9, and 15 through 17. And we won't read those um, as it says it's devotional reading. So I'm going to ask that you read that during your devotional time as the spirit leads you. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to um, I'm not going to ask for volunteers this morning. Do you mind if I Appoint scriptures for you to read. Is that fine? Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. All right. So, trust me, right? I'm going to have you read Genesis 35, 23 through 26. Um, Deacon Gatewood, I'm going to have you read Genesis uh, 38, 12 through. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 24 through 26. And elect lady, I'm going to have you read 49, 10 through 12. And Sister Madison, I'm going to have you read the key text. Amen. 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 22 says, Now the sons of Jacob were declared. Sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and Simeon, and Levi, and Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, and the sons of Bela, Rachel's handmaid, 
Then Nephetali, and the sons of Silver, Leah's handmaids, Gad, Asher. These are the sons of Jacob, which were born to him in Padaran. Amen. Genesis 38. Uh, and it came to pass about three months after that, it was coming to say, came up that our daughter and law had ready the heart, and also behold, she is with child by order. And Judah said, Bring her forth and let her be burnt. <coughs> When he was brought forth, when she was brought forth, she said to her father-in-law, saying, By the man whose deeds are I am this child. And she said, Discern, I pray thee, who are these that spirit the banquet of fair? The way that I have. And Julia acknowledged that and said, She has been more like than I, because I gave her not a slight by some, slight by some. And he knew her again no more. Amen. 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 And Genesis 49, 10 12, I'm reading out of the NIV version, is that the scepter will not depart from Judah. Nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nations shall be his. He will tiller his donkey to a vine, his coat to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grace. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. <clears throat> The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the Lord's staff from between from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nation shall be his. Genesis 49. Amen. Amen. The thanks on page 25. If we Look at the lesson aims. It says, after participating in this lesson, each learner will be able to one, summarize the structure of Jacob's family, two, explain the connection among the three sections of the lesson text, and three, state a way to overcome a family dysfunction or increase service to the Lord. And again, three is, is, is the your devotion time at Spirit Leader, Amen. All right. But we're going to. Esther's not hitting me, right? Okay. So we're going to deviate from the lesson aims. Come on. You know, we're going to touch on it, but then we are going to deviate from All right. it. All right. Because now, honestly, when we look at verses 23, 22 and 26, and it's talking about genealogy, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very honest. I happen to be one of those people that I've always struggled um, to study. Yeah. And to remain attentive when I'm faced with reading genealogies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. To me, to me, somebody else may get very excited about that, <laughs> but I'm not that person. 
They're, to me, they're boring. And honestly, I'm one of those people, Lord, please forgive me. If I'm, if, if I'm having trouble sleeping, I will need to be out. <laughs> Because it's one of those things that love you to sleep. Can you give us an example of genealogy? Those are the begets. Yes, ma'am. Those those are the begets. Amen. All right. Now, to be even more transparent, you know, I'm I'm really beginning to find freedom and transparency. I don't know if I've said that to you. I'm sure I've mentioned it somewhere along the line, but I'm really beginning to find freedom and transparency because when the Lord sets free, yeah, yeah. it's truly free indeed. That's so, right. Amen. So the only bloodline that I can kind of halfway say that I understand or can kind of tell you about is the Bloodline of Abraham and Isaac. I'm sorry. See, I messed up already. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And I'm thinking now. I'm thinking. So it's Abraham and Sarah, right? And they got Isaac. Okay, it's coming. It's coming. I'm working. I tried to make notes, but I'm really trying not to look at my notes. I'm trying to just talk it and not look at my notes. So when you see me do that, you know why. <laughs> okay, and then Isaac and Rebecca, we got. Anybody? Okay. And what does the God mean? Like an means they gave birth to. Okay, come on. All right. <laughs> oh, let me let me break it down later. Say <laughs> so I Abraham and Sarah gave birth to Isaac. Uh -huh. Isaac and Rebecca gave birth to Jacob. Jacob and Rachel gave birth to Joseph. Joseph and Mary gave birth to Jesus. Amen. So that's the that's the only genealogy that I, I I intentionally with purpose tried to remember, and I still haven't read it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But with that being said, and without going too deep, we know that after Jesus was given birth, we know the story that follows Jesus, and then the blood of Jesus, and then the bloodline of Jesus, and how we are all part of that. Genealogy and that family and in that bloodline part of the royal priesthood and doctrines of the Amen. So, with that being said, while I don't want to believe that God is going to punish me because I don't astutely study genealogies, um, I know that He has placed them in His word for a purpose and a reason. He didn't put them in there as fillers just to take up space, just to help us go to sleep. That <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That, that's not why I put it there. You know. So when I when I think about that, I think about, you know, one day somebody's gonna be reading my story. Yes, they are gonna be reading my story. Yeah, yeah. Amen. And when they come across my name, I don't want them to fall asleep. I don't want them to skim over my story. I want them to sit up and I want them to pay attention and I want them to find out about me. All right. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, why do we think it's important that we take time to, to read and understand and study the genealogies of the Bible? Why do we think that God even put them in there? Because it's no Okay. You don't know the end. You don't know the end of the story. Okay. 
and that's important. Captain of history. Amen. Yes, ma'am. So it's interesting because we're planning a family reunion on in my family um for next year. And we stopped family reunion after the the like my, my grandparents, parents passed away. And so all of us are gathered throughout, but we don't really know each other. And so we don't know, like, we could be in the same city and uh, come in the store, and that's my cousin, you know, and we don't really realize it. So I think that what, what uh, Minister Cochran uh, said, that's excellent. And I, if I was just truly transparent, let me go have a transparency. <laughs> Even when you were saying about the genealogy of us as believers through Christ, it's something to read it, but I don't know if I really know it and believe it. If I'm going to just be truly transparent, you know, with what you did. So I'm excited. Thank you. Amen. So, the genealogies, not only of the Bible, but in our own families, help us to connect mm -hmm. to not only our ancestors, but even our relatives who might be here now. Because mm -hmm. like you said, um, my parents are from the South. You know, my mom was born and raised in Lancaster. Mm -hmm. Now, growing up, they kept us all connected. Mm -hmm. But as we got older, we all separated, we went our own ways. And it's very true. I could be standing in the store next to someone and not have any idea who they are. It's not. Okay. You know, it's very often that somebody says, hey, you look familiar. Are you akin to the Thunderbirds or to the such and such? And I'm like, no, but in my mind, I'm like, maybe I am. Because I don't know. Amen. And and I was going to add that, you know, even though it was common in Bible times to marry your cousin, you know, it's not common now. So it's good to know your genealogy. And we learned that uh, with uh, two of our cousins, the second cousin and the first cousin that started dating, you know, and they both had to come to Buffalo for a funeral. And it was a relative. That's interesting. Thank God they didn't get married, huh? <laughs> and find out in the wedding when everybody yeah. came, right? <laughs> Amen. So also, um, I wanted to share because you know, God convicts you of things. And so, you know, as I said in the beginning, I've been absent for about a month and a half. So when I started to study the lesson, I'm like, Lord, really genealogies? Lord, you know. <laughs> but the things that you that God knows you need correction in and direction in, he will place that in front of you. And that prompts you to realize that you have to seek the Holy Spirit for guidance and revelation and understanding. Because a lot of times what seems mundane to us is purposeful to God. Amen. So what was revealed to me through my studies is that listing genealogy shows us God uses everyone to fulfill his purpose. Amen. Um, 
He uses the good, he uses the bad, he uses the ugly, he uses the murderers, and he uses the kings. Amen. He uses the street sweepers, and he uses the cashiers at the store. Everybody is a part of God's plan. And when you go through that genealogy and it's listing the names, while it may not mean anything to us, God is revealing to each of us that everyone is important. Amen. Also, it reveals that God knows each of us by name, collectively and individually. So he knows each of us in here by name, and we're the tribe of Mount Noah, as an example. Okay? So he knows the tribe of Judah, but then in that tribe, he knows each and every one of those individuals by name. Amen? So it means we're important to God. What may not be important to us, what may seem, you know, it, it, it doesn't even connect. What was the sense of putting this person in here? Then you never hear about them in the Bible again. Uh-huh. They played a role. Amen? That's right. And the third thing that the Spirit reveals is that, you know, it, God cares about us. And what we do matters to him. Yeah. From the time we're in the womb to the time we go to the tomb. And as he ushers us into eternity. Everything, every aspect, every area of our life is important to him. Because even though we may not see it, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And we're all a part of his perfect plan and his perfect will. And you know, here's... I'm sorry, I could have said your hand. You know, and years from now, we'll look back and see how... God's hand work and weaves through the tapestry of pulling so many things together that we just couldn't understand. I had to work through or had to get through. And then, you know, as we mature and we look back and see how God's hand just pulled it all together. Amen. Amen. Um, so is there anything anybody else would like to say about the genealogies? Okay. So I, I sell that to say. Don't fall asleep while you're reading the genealogies. Sit up and pay attention. Ask the Lord to give you revelation, okay? And then think, one day, somebody's going to hear about your genealogy or read about your genealogy, okay? Amen. And the seed you sow, it's the harvest you're going to read. So I'm going to stay away because I want people to pay attention to my story. Amen? Okay. So, um... In our next (laughs) scriptures, verses 38, 24 through 26, um, I um, want to just give a synopsis of what happened. So we see the scripture starts um, for our study purposes. It says about three months later, Judah was told, and then it goes into what he was told by his daughter in law Tamar. So just to give us a little bit of background, Judah's son, his oldest son, Ur, married Tamar, but he passed away before having any children. And so I'm also in Genesis 38, okay? So as was customary in the culture, Judah, and these business paraphrase, amen? So as customary in the culture, Judah directed his next oldest son, Onan, to be with Tamar, his brother's widow, to have children because, you know, they had conceived and had children while his oldest son was alive. And um, 
Because Onan realized that when he had that baby with Tamar, it wasn't going to be his, he didn't really want to have children with her. So he took necessary action when they were intimate to make sure that Tamar didn't conceive. And if you want explicit details, it's in the Bible. Read the book. It's got a great story in it for you. Amen. All right. And so as a result, Onan also passed away without impregnating Tamar. So she was still childless. So Judah promised Tamar that his next son, his time at the time was his youngest son, um, Shelah, when he became of age, that he would bring Shelah to her so that he could, you know, they could be together and she could get pregnant and then her offspring. But that's what Judah said to her. Yeah. But that's what he said with his mouth. But in his mind and his heart, he's like, look. I already gave him two of my sons, and they're both dead. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm thinking, if I give you this third son, he's going to die too. So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. But that's not what he said. Mm-hmm. So his mouth said, I'm going to bring him, but his actions did not allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, Tamar continued to wait at her father's house. Amen. And so I'm going to read verses, which is not part of our lesson, verses 13 to 19, so you can understand what it was that was done, and he was told three months later, and how it came to be. Amen. All right, so I'm going to read quickly, so bear with me. I know time is of the essence, and I am following a great woman of God who has brought me into corrections that I must finish this one too. Amen. Verses 13 through 19. When Tamar was told your father-in-law is on his way to Tema to shear his sheep, she took off her widow clothing, covered herself with a veil to disguise herself, and then sat down at the entrance to Enam, which is on the road to Tema. For she saw that though Sheila had not grown, had now grown up, he had not been given to her. When Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, so now she disguised herself. So she didn't look like Tamar. She was covered up in disguise. So when Judah saw her, he thought she was a prostitute, but she had covered her face. Not realizing that she was his daughter-in-law, he went over to her by the roadside and said, come now, let me sleep with you. Now, mind you, it is important that we know that Judah's wife had passed away, so he was now over the road. Okay? Amen? And Tamar said, well, what will you give me to sleep with you? And and I'm kind of paraphrasing and and moving quickly. And Judah said, I'll give you a young goat. And Tamar said, will you give me something as a pledge until you send it? And he said, well, what do you want as a pledge? And she said, your seal and its cord and the staff in your hand. So Judah gave her those things. And um, so he gave her those things and they slept together and Tamar became pregnant. And after she left, she took off her veil and put on a woman's clothing, a widow's clothing again. Okay, so now let's jump back into the lesson text. Amen. And it says about three months later. So now that three months later is after Tamar slept with Judah, who he thought was a prostitute because she disguised herself. Okay, so about three months later, Judah was told, Your daughter in law Tamar is guilty of prostitution. And as a result, she is now pregnant. Okay, so now he said, you know, burn her. She did wrong, burn her. Yeah. And then she said, wait a minute, I've got something for you. I need to show you something. Okay. She says, listen, if you can tell me 
who these island belongs to, see if you recognize it. And I'm sure at that point she presented the seal and, and the staff. And June was like, oh, that's nothing. You know, you know how we did anything. What? You know, he got caught up. He got caught up, okay? And Judah recognized him and said, she is more righteous than I. Since I would give her my son, Sheila, and he did not sleep with her again. So Judah said, yeah, okay, you got me, but I'm not going to sleep with you again. And now, obviously, he's not going to burn her. He's going to let her live. and said, go your way. Now, I have a question for you. Which you got from Okay. So one of what we see here is somebody who's not keeping their word. Okay, so he didn't present his youngest son to her when he became of age. We see someone who took matters into their own hands to accomplish a goal that was Tamar pretending she was a prostitute so that she could somehow get pregnant. She chose Judah. We all, we all understand her motives at this point. And we also see, let's see, we see deception, we see lies, we see trickery, we see confrontation, we see cover-up, and then we see tangible evidence, what we will call this day admissible and court of law. Amen? So here's my question to you. Mindful now listen, yes, we're all born again Christians. We love the Lord. Save, sanctify, fill with the Holy Spirit. We're running for our life. Night nine in the airport, we've given a hundred. But we all miss the mark. We all fall short. We all sometimes say things we know we probably shouldn't say, but that flesh rises up and, and we don't take the time to pray and we just answer. And realize maybe we answered uh, in a way we shouldn't have. So how do you handle it when you tell somebody something or you do something and then they find out and you get caught in the lie. How do you handle that? Um, I will handle it. Well, first when they caught me, I would probably say the whole truth. And then I would cry. And then I would like, I would say, like, I didn't mean to, and I didn't know what I was doing, like, I wasn't thinking at the right time. And then, like, they would probably give me a whole last relief of how, like, you should be good, and, like, how to handle stuff. Now, if it was, like, really, really, really big, um, I would probably still not tell the truth. <laughs> I would probably just run away. And, um, and then I'll probably come back because I didn't have any money at that time. And so I would probably actually and would probably give me a whole lesson. And then, well, Honestly, I don't understand why I would go through all that trouble just to forgiveness. And but what really I should do is have forgiveness and then pray and then 
how do you how do you know how to respond to the people? Because I'm telling you, I was really angry. I really wanted them to call the police. Amen. Because they, they were so disrespectful. They, they were disrespectful. Well, I thank God for that story and that testimony because that actually leads me into my next question. How do we handle confrontation? Mm. How do we handle when people are in our face, throwing things in our face, challenging us? How do we handle it? Real stuff was so relaxing. It was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't mean no harm. I made a mistake. And she was going, he wasn't paying attention. He said he wasn't paying attention. He did not say that no time. He said, I made a mistake. I just simply made a mistake. He was calm. I wasn't. I was not. So so we hear being calm. Kind. Being calm and being kind. Loving kindness. So with her being calm, love, and kindness, I'm coming to the next. Yeah, I was just going to add that you know we have to remember in our in our walk that we have to try to maintain who we are as a Christian at all times, and we slow to speak and quick to listen. And sometimes when we listen, we can hear there's something wrong, so that will prevent us from reacting. In an improper way, but sometimes you can react in the wrong way. And if the moment is not right, it's still clear our situation. So, and so, it's more important to not have anything to be respectful for or to regret. You know, I don't need to win publicly because at the end of the day, if I'm lined up with what God tells me to do, then I'm already on But you don't need to tell me that. Amen. 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 So I heard calmness, I heard loving kindness, and I heard always maintaining who we are in Christ, not allowing circumstances to move us, and not being so worried about saving face and coming out the victor in that particular circumstance. Okay. Um, I would say that Madison and like, you know, Honestly, we should be nice to them because if we give kindness to them, they'll realize that like, we didn't do anything wrong and that they were the person in the wrong. But also, I mean, 
it's it's very it's very common to get mad at them because they're like disrespecting you or they don't know who they're talking to or like if you're an elderly it needs to respect your elders and um and i just think that um we should be kind to others it's coming to us and even if they're not kind to us we should all all still show love to them because then they'll realize oh she didn't and so what we heard in finality is, yeah, I may be upset, but I still have to show kindness. Yeah, I may not like what they did or haven't handled me or treated me, but I still have to show kindness. Excellent. We, I just wanted to share, we had uh, confrontations this morning real time on the way of leaving our house with the two sisters. And But the, the beauty part, beautiful, the part of it that everything of what everyone has said that's because you proud of and all those things that we want to be kind. But as believers, we are here. This is an opportunity to show who Christ is, to extend the love of Christ. And so what this, what Satan is trying to do is for us to get us to react. Right? If we react, we keep that as we want. It's a spiritual warfare. So when you wrestle not against flesh and blood, the people that we see or the circumstances and things of that nature is for us. When we have those confrontations or we're met with whatever, it's an opportunity for us as believers to show the love of Christ to the other person. Amen, amen. And with that being said, I want to share with you Yes. We have some morning. Can you all hear me? Yes, good morning. Yes. And I think all of this is very applicable in the workforce too, because um, I, I work with students and sometimes they can be very, very disrespectful <laughs> and to the point where you know that you still have to uh, put, you know, be very professional in that type of setting else you may end up losing your job, right? <laughs> but um, I don't know what's happening with students who, you know, and then I appreciate little Madison saying what she had to say, because I think we as older adults, we're having to get used to these new students. Uh, I guess they're called the Gen Z who are not very respectful. But what I've been doing, I've been working on trying to say things like I invite you versus coming off as if I'm, you know, you know, giving them a specific directive. But sometimes students would go to the president of the university to complain. And so it's like, okay, but then they don't know protocol. So what I'm finding, and I've been talking to friends who are teachers in the public school setting too, and they were saying that students, even in the high school level, are very disrespectful. So when they end up coming to college, you're still having to do this teaching and, and continue to teach because their parents are not teaching them. So I'm just saying this this is really a good lesson because I really do have to work hard at making sure that I be, you know, I still try to show love towards the students, even though when they are disrespectful towards me. Amen. 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 Thank you for that. And with that being said, um, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to draw others. Mm -hmm. Before the love, same way Jesus Christ was for us, amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. We're supposed to show the love of Christ regardless. Like when 
he didn't deserve it. He loved us so much that he went to the cross and died for us to give us everlasting life. Mm -hmm. You know, we were cutting up and acting the fool, and we still do. Mm -hmm. Come yeah, on, he so grace and mercy, brand new, brand new mercy that we know. <laughs> Amen. Love, unconditional love. Yeah. And that's what we have to do. So, with that being said, looking at the time, we're going to move forward. And I just want to say um, something that my daughter, Sylvia, says to me. You know, when she sees that somebody picking that last nerve and and it's taking me someplace I shouldn't go, she puts her hand out. She says, Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> and it's it's amazing because a lot of times when I'm faced with situations and she's not around, I hear that. Holy Spirit, activate. And nine times out of ten is successful, but you know, I'm not perfect. So I just wanted to share that. I like so that. Going movie. through, or maybe, maybe sow in that seat. Holy Spirit, activate. I like Let that. the Spirit come on in and do what it does. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go to um, Genesis 49, 10 through 12. And it starts with the scepter will not depart from Judah. So just a little background. In chapter 49, um, Jacob had gathered his sons to bless each of them, knowing that he was soon about to pass away. Um, and this particular passage, the one uh, connected to our lesson, he was blessing his son, Judah. And in layman's terms, um, Judah, based on the scripture, Judah will continue to rule and be in leadership until the ultimate leadership came, which was Jesus Christ coming, okay? And then, of course, we also know that Jesus is from the tribe of Judah. Genealogy, right? Yeah. All right, so now <laughs> we pulled it all together. Yeah, yeah. Amen. So in this in this passage, Jacob was saying that Judah is going to continue to be in leadership and he's going to continue to rule until the ultimate ruler. Jesus Christ comes and takes his place. Amen. Mm -hmm. And not only that, when we look at um, how his garments are going to be in wine and his robe in the blood of grapes and his eyes are going to be darker than wine and he's going to have those beautiful white teeth, you know, when you smile and you know how on TV you smile and it goes there you go. <laughs> Those are signs of success and prosperity. Come on, come on. So not only is he going to rule yeah. and continue to remain in leadership, mm -hmm. he's going to be successful and he's going to be prosperous as he goes, as he moves forward. And of course, as if, if, if he's the good ruler that God appointed him to be, his success and his prosperity, amen, overflows into the land and people. Amen. So with that being said, I know we're getting ready to wind up. I'm going to open the floor with this question. Knowing that there was leadership set in place for ruling, for reigning, for success, for prosperity, and no matter what happened, that leadership was going to be there until Jesus came. Mm -hmm. What does this scripture tell us about God. And I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. And then I want you to answer. What does this scripture tell us about God? It says, The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he whom it belongs to shall come, and the obedience of the nations shall be his. 
He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. What does this say about God and us and, and, and what he does? Now remember, this is a great opportunity to apply a life application. I know I've been going for a minute. But you know, that life application, what does this say about God and how does it apply to us today? Amen? So you, you just read 11 and 12? Genesis 49, 10 through 12. 10 through 12. So, okay. It just talks about God's ever-abiding promise of, um, of salvation to a fallen humanity. You know, the, the, the fact that through Christ, through, the fact that through Christ, um, that God, through Christ, God will provide this, this unwavering, um, this unwavering Path back to him. Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Amen. Anyone else? Well, the perfect team. You know, the about his Him obeying. Him obeying Continuing in what he has set forth that he is going to bring to pass what he said he's going to bring to pass. Yeah, yeah. So I also heard success and prosperity. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at continuing mm -hmm. and obedience and success, mm -hmm. that brings to mind do not depart from the word. Be careful to do all that is written in it. Yeah, yeah. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Study it day and night. Yeah, yeah. Meditate in it. And then, and th the instructions to obedience. And then, what happens? And, and success and prosperity. Says so you make your way successful and prosperous. And so what this tells me about God is God has already laid out the path. Mm -hmm. he, he knows the end from the beginning. 
See, in my mind, God works backwards. You know, he goes and he sets up what he wants to accomplish. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. Then he works backwards, you lay in the path, and he says, okay, now go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is this is how you're gonna Come get on. Come on. Don't go to the left, don't go to the right. Yeah. Stay focused, be obedient because this is what that what's at the end. Yeah, yeah. I know the plans that happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plans are possible. Come, you know. on. Come on. Amen. And you give you that expected end. And when we walk in our obedience and we stay focused and we do what God tells us to do, then yes, what God has for you is for you. Come on. Yeah, you may encounter things along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What God has for you is for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you may hit some old ones for you. There see things may happen, but all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and it falls according to his purpose. Come on, come on. Yeah. Woo. So what God has for you is for you is what I'm going to leave with you today. Mm -hmm. And when the enemy comes in with confrontation come and on. lies come on. and trickery yeah, and yeah, deceit yeah. and mm -hmm. tries to fool you, you know, we talked about that when we talked about Tamar, right? You have to stand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave this with you. Because, you know, the enemy still coming to you really hard. Come on. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? He's going to keep you. He'll bring you to your knees. I'm trying to tell you he's going to bring you to your knees. Well, while you're down there, you know what you need to do? Holy Spirit, activate it. Come on, come on. That's all right. Yeah. So with that being said, we just want to thank God for blessing of his word, for revelation, for showing us the importance of genealogy and why we need to really take time to study it and read it and see how it all comes together to glorify God and not man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. How we have to be mindful of the tricks and the devices that people will use to work things out to their good and, and, and reel us in with trickery. And then not only that, make us believe that it's our fault. Come on. Come on. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And then we also have to be mindful that regardless of what yeah, yeah, the yeah. enemy tries to do, God told us no weapon formed against us. Come on. And every time that rises up against us in judgment shall be condemned. But that is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. Yeah. But then he said, we're not only his servants, we're his friends, and that he wouldn't leave us clueless because he loves us. Yeah. So when we walk in obedience, when we study the word, and we don't turn to left, we don't turn, don't turn to right, and we meditate on it day and night, not only do we make our way successful, successful and prosperous, we gain wisdom. We gain insight. We gain discernment. Yeah, yeah. All of that falls under success and under the prosperity. Understand, we begin to develop the mind of Christ yeah, yeah. and the heart of Christ yeah, yeah. and the characteristic of Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that when we are walking in the spirit and the enemy tries to pull us into the flesh, come on, and we activate the Holy Spirit, come on, then we can really walk in that activation for what God has already given us. Amen. Amen. So, does anybody have anything else to say? So when you asked that question about 49, 10 through 12, what did it give? It oh, wanted, oh, I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll talk loud. Um, it gave me hope. It gave me hope. Amen. Like from the things that I might have done in the past, that mm -hmm. he thought about Judah and all the things that he went through. Mm -hmm. Yes. He, didn't, he wasn't a perfect, you know, he didn't, I didn't grow up in the church like, you know, some people may have. And so it's like, I'm starting to learn all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking all the things that I don't know. But I still have hope in there. Lord, that just gives me um even when the world tells me, you know you did this, you know you did you you've been there, you were there, 
but that's my God. Amen. I'm a new creature. I'm, I'm, I'm a new, I have a new beginning. Amen. Amen. That just gives me hope. So Amen. I'm going to Amen. To God be born. As you're walking up, and then, you know, it also tells us that no matter what we've done in our past, God will still use the family he wants to use. That's it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> God, not a regular person. Come on. Amen. 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 So, thank you. Okay, we're going to go ahead and answer the prayer. I think you have to close. You might pretty good. Yeah, amen. 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 So, the prayer is God of Jacob and Judah, we praise you for your kingdom in Christ Jesus. Thank you for inviting us to partake in your kingdom. Despite our failures, show us how we might live as citizens of your kingdom. Yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And the sport to remember is God transforms wrecks into royals. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for having your way in this house. Father God, thank you for revelation and continue to bless us through the reading and studying of your word, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for ushering us into freedom, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for ushering us into the newness of life, Lord God, and boldness, knowing, Lord God, that if you be for us, who can be against us? Knowing, Lord God, that when Jesus shed his blood on the cross, Father God, it redeemed us. Father God, it renewed us, it restored us, Father God, and no devil in hell can take that away from us, Lord. We glorify you, we magnify you, we lift you up, Father God, to you and you alone be the glory. In Jesus' name it is so. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. So we're trying to visit the front of the church.
Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Yes, yes. We chase yes. it after you, Lord God, no matter what we have to do. Yes, because we need you. Yes, yes. More yes. and more and more. Yes, God. Yes. Father God, we just glorify you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father God, we want a fresh anointing, Lord. Yes. Yes. Father God, yes. we need you every day. Yes. Yes. A fresh yes. anointing, God. Yes. More and more and yes. more of you, Father God, yes. and less of us. Yes, yes Father. Yes. We are all gathered here in your presence, the Lord. With our Oh, my God. 
You can um, fill out your envelopes and as she's coming down, put them in a the basket. For those of you that are online or that are here that would like to go to the website and pay, you're going to go to MT Pilgrim. HBchurch.org. And to spell that out for you all, it's M T P I L G R I M H B C H U R C H dot O R G. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. You know, God said that he is doing a new thing. Yeah, yeah. And when we move forward in faith, you know, if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. And so this, this faith seed that God has led me to sow, it's not because God needs the money. It's simply about obedience and just that faith. Yeah. To say that God, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. God, you already given it to me anyway. So I'm just giving back unto you, Father God, that what you have given to me. Now, I, I'm going to find numerous things to do with this. But if God is leading me to be in obedience, Amen. and He says, You sow this seed in faith. I sow it knowing that I'm sowing into good ground. Yeah. Knowing that he's the God that can do exceeding abundantly above all I can ask or think. See, he is the God of multiplication. So he's going to take this seed right here and he's going to multiply the seed. And he's going to give me even more than I can even imagine the dream. I, in addition to my ties in the windows of heaven being open upon me and pouring me out blessings, I'm going to be blessed in the city, I'm going to be blessed in the field, I'm going to be blessed when I come, I'm going to be blessed when I go. People are going to stand far off and call me blessed. Men are going to give under my bosom a good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. Simply because of obedience and faith. So I sow this honor God and to glorify God and to thank God for what he has already done what he's doing and what he's about to do. I thank God for overflow. I thank God that I'm blessed to be a blessing and I'm going to have so much that I don't have a choice but to share it because I can't keep it all to myself. Amen? So I'm glorifying God in the seed and there's no need for me to tell you you how much it is. You just need to know that I'm so about faith to glorify God. Amen? Amen. 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 Amen.
Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to give, Lord God. We thank you for every heart that gave, every person that desired to give, Lord God. And we know that it will be blessed because it's sold on good ground, Lord God. Bless those who gave in obedience, Lord God, and allow their hearts to grow in a way that you would have it to grow, Lord God. And any way you bless us, Lord God, we will be satisfied. Even if it's not what we ask, we know that what you give is what we need. These are the things that we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 We shall go all night. We walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So like Minister Conference said, we so out see that the Lord leads us to do so. We shall go thank you. We shall go thank you. Let me think about my brother's chef. And uh, his precious wife, Stacy, how they have been such a blessing to Mount Philly. We hadn't even had to keep them. But God is good. Yeah, and uh, I think that speaks to the, the vision that God has given us for Mount Philly, even with the website. Uh, God said, if I be lifted up, I draw all men. Uh, we, we sacrifice uh, by the grace of God. But the folks who have blessed us with their attendance in the website by the grace of God. They have paid their tithes. Yeah. And we tell the Lord thank you. Thank you God. We tell God thank you because thank you. it's not about us, it's about Jesus. Yeah. And uh, all we want to do is lift up the name of Jesus Christ and, and God has blessed him to be a blessing to us and join us in the work that we're doing for the Lord. Amen. So we're grateful for that. Today we're going to go to Judges, the 8th chapter, uh, beginning at the 22nd verse. And we're going to read Judges 8, 22 through 27. And I'll be reading from the King James Version. When you find it, if you just stand and rest on your feet, that's Judges, the 8th chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse. And we'll sing just a little bit of this song. The love of Jesus. Sure we will carry me,
It's going to take the love of Jesus today. It's going to take the love of Jesus. It's going to take the love of Jesus to carry me. It's going to take the love of Jesus to carry you. The Bible says, no greater love have any man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friend. The love of Jesus. That looked past my fault and saw my need. Amen. When I was yet in sin, came upon the cross, came the cross to bring me back in right standing with God. Not out of anything that I've done or could be, but by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. Amen. He's carrying us today. Amen. To the Lord in prayer, we thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your power and your might, this time and this place that you've given us today together. Lord, we just ask you to speak to our hearts. You know our hearts, Lord. Oh, God, you know our hearts desire. Lord, there's no, there's no song, Lord. There's, there's no, no word. There's no extraordinary saying, oh, God, that we can say to change. You know us. You know us, Father. Oh, bless us today. Lord, you know the thing that we need, give it to us today. Bless us not to leave the same way we came. Speak to our hearts today, God. In the name of Jesus, bless us to receive your word. Lord, as a light to our feet and a lamp to our pathway, we be so careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. amen. But we read Judges, the eighth chapter, I mean, the eighth chapter, and uh, we begin it at the 22nd verse, and we're going to go down through the 27th verse. And uh, I'll read the King James Version. I want us to read it together if you can. And uh, we're going to start reading now. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, for thou and thy son. And thy son and son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. And Gideon said unto them, I will you that ye will give me every man the earrings of his brain. For they had golden earrings, because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered, we willingly give them. And they spread a garment, and did cast them in every man in the earrings of his friends. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold, beside horses and collars. And the purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian, and beside the chains that were about the camel's neck. And Gideon made an ephod thereof, and put it in his city, even in Ophrah, and went thither, whoring after it, which thing became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. Amen. You can all be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And um, the Lord gave us today uh, as a message or as a theme today, check yourself. Yeah. Check yourself. Yeah. Uh, God gave us that today. Yeah. I thought that was very interesting uh, because to tell you the honest truth, 
Um, you know, uh, I like my wife said something yesterday. If you don't mind, uh, my dear, <laughs> if you could share what you said happens when the Lord blesses me to preach, you said it's allowing us to eavesdrop on your conversation. No? Eavesdrop on your conversation between God and you. Oh, Lord. Exactly. 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 It's allowing you to eavesdrop on the conversation had between me and God. Amen. Lord, have mercy. And uh, I want you to know as God you know, call me to be the pastor. And not, you know, I don't. I was about to say bless me, but you know what? <laughs> Amen. Look, I don't know that many of the prophets are often. Well, I don't know that any of them consider the blessing all the time. You know, I mean, well, period. Let's be honest with you. Uh, it's very interesting to see how many others yearn so greatly, greatly. To have the opportunity to be a preacher, mentor, or to lead a group of folks. Oh man. Uh, think about uh James and uh John, the sons of thunder. Their mother made the request of Jesus that they could be like him. And she's remarking that we don't know of the cup that you desire to drink of. And we don't have a clue. Uh, and uh, like Sister Minister Keisha said, How God comes to me. Oh man, some things I don't even want to know. Most of them. Oh man, I mean, uh, and prompts me to say things or, or, or let me see over to the future about things that need to take place as to what he showed me, but then also tempers me. Uh, as to my reaction to what he showed me. And I'm saying all that because you need to know that God took me to Gideon, and y'all know we've been talking about Gideon since mm -hmm. the week before, so I didn't manufacture this today for anybody. Yeah. All right. You need to know that because God set this up. Yeah, yeah. It was in the plan. We've been talking about Gideon for two, three weeks. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and it just so happened that today, we're looking at the fall of Gideon. And God says to us, check yourself. Um, I think it's critical in saying, check yourself, that you not just look like and begin to think, oh, what did I wrong? Oh, man, let's stop now. Right. I did right. preacher. He got his finger pointed at me. Right, right, right. 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 He's something that man doesn't like. No! Um, God been speaking to us through Gideon. Uh -huh. And sometimes check yourself means, hey, take a close look at what I'm saying to you, <coughs> says the Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you hear the thing that God says to you in this word, is it just one of them great stories you hear? Uh -huh. Or are you hearing me? Oh, Anthony, oh, Anthony Hamilton to say, do you feel me? Are you listening? Tell me, am I getting through to you? God said, am I getting through to you? You, you, he started out talking to us about Gideon, and I ain't talking about you, I'm talking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a conversation between me and God. Yeah, everybody can out of you. You know, hey, hey, you know, you find yourself in this. You, 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 if he say, let him that, him, him that have an ear, let him hear 
hear the thing that the Spirit of God is saying to them. But you, you got to have an ear. God is saying, check yourself because of, are these words just floating past you? And they just, you know, you hear, and in the midst of hearing, you're in another place. Amen. You know, planning the next thing, thinking about what you're facing, thinking about what you're going through. Um, you know, different experiences that we have in life, relationship, because it's a lot of stuff that goes on in our life. God wants to, he, he wants us to, to check ourselves. Amen. Then he told Gideon, he told Gideon that he was going to smite the Midianites as one man. Did you believe, did you get there? Or you just, oh, yeah, 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 Gideon. Okay, I don't even know Gideon. But God, God ain't talking about Gideon. He's talking about you. When he, when he calls us to look at what went on with Gideon, and when God called him a mighty man of valor, and Gideon began to look at his family, and he began to look at the tribe he came from. He looked at the tribe first, well, there ain't nobody. In other words, they don't have the stature, the status that everybody looks up to. And then he looked further into his family and looked at himself, ain't nobody listening to me. And if they are, what difference does it make? But God said, I am, you are a mighty man of valor. God said, check yourself. Do you realize how what I see, how I see you? Not how you see yourself, but how I see you. God said, check yourself. And then when we were giving life, me and you began to say, well, you know, Lord, all right, then whatever. Show me a sign. Yeah. Stay right here for a little while. Let me go get this, 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 this uh, kid. Let me get this, this, this stew. The bread, I'm gonna put it on this rock, I'm gonna pour it on, and then you know, let's see what happened. God, but God told him, let me show you something. God called the rock to catch on fire and burn up. And Gideon said, Lord, surely, to the point that he was afraid. At that point, God said to you, if in the midst of this, no, you don't see a rock, you don't see a rock being turned to fire, you don't see all of that, but you know what you face, you know what you got going on. You know how you see yourself in that. And I'm speaking to you real time. Check yourself. Even like they said in that story, the man waiting on the ball. Uh, the man on the roof is a, is, is a slug flood. The man come down on the boat. Yeah. I am trying to go on here. I'm waiting on God. Come down to him. Man, y'all go ahead now. I'm waiting on God. Man, I can flood raise up the drowning man. Oh, he could have been here. No, I wait you there. I wait on you. God, that was me. You know what the hell That was me. I'm speaking to you real time. Whatever it is that you're facing. But he's saying, what he's saying is, because he said, truly, because truly, I am with you. Amen. I am with you. I want you to see that I am with you. That's the key. That's the key. I am with you. And we see Paul get, we see him get him. He go through and, uh, you know, God showed me. You got 32,000. They got 135,000. He's supposed to whoop them. And that just seemed impossible. But just so it's clear to everybody, that God is doing it, God reduces the 32,000 down to 10,000. 22,000 will scale and roll off. 
Had been up until he was like, man, Lord, there goes any, there goes any chance of me winning. <laughs> there goes any chance of me getting out of here alive. <laughs> and you know, we are really in those kind of situations. You know, God has shown you, you go, you get ready to get the, the job. You've been applying, you've been applying, you've been applying, and it's like nobody's saying no. You thought you had all the skills, but you keep taking other, doing other things to get the skill, and they keep adding more to it. None of us seem to work out. You're like, man, that's it. You know, you got different things that you want to get, different things you're expecting to have. It seemed like it was already tough enough to have, but more things keep happening to prevent it from happening. And in your mind, like, ah, oh, surely this is not going to work out. But God is saying in real time, check yourself, because I'm showing you with this, but that this is this is the perfect time for me to act. Because if you've got all the resources, it's easy for you to see that it was you that did or the resources that caused what, what you're looking for to happen, rather than me. That's what God is saying. Check yourself. Check yourself. Um, I in my word, one thing that um I've been forced to do this is reflect. Uh, you know, that's not an easy thing to do. That we, as people, we don't claim we can do it, but that's something that we struggle. You know, really reflecting, really looking back at our actions, seeing the impact of our actions, and really thinking about what is the thing in me. Even if that I don't perceive it as negative, what action of mine could cause this? What 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 could I have done to take this in the wrong direction? What 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 what, what would I say we ain't no ain't nobody perfect? But how do I identify my imperfections and then do things to keep me from acting in those imperfections? Mm -hmm. And how do I acknowledge my imperfections in my actions? So that what the things that, that, I, that I'm naturally struggling with in myself don't begin to come out when I'm doing what I'm trying to do for the Lord. Mm -hmm. well, you know, I, ain't, I ain't perfect, but I forget I ain't perfect when it's time for me to do certain things. Because I'm supposed to be doing this come like on. this. Come on. But I forget to remind myself that I like this. Mm or I like this, or I like this. Or I don't always think before I do things. I don't always stop and think. Or, you know, sometimes I might tell a lie. That's something as an individual, you could that could be something. Or sometimes I might tell a hair truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, you know, that's something that I just say, I like, oh Lord Jesus. Say Embellish. Yeah. <laughs> I might embellish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might embellish just a little bit. <laughs> How do I take these things and reflect and, and look at these things in the midst of what I got going on? How many of I might be a little impatient. I've had the problem with patience. I might just, you know, what I see, we just need to make a plan and go. We got to just, that might, these are different things that we struggle with. How do I 
take the time to reflect. And I tell you, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. I called, I was glad to come to him because I needed help. Uh, much like Gideon, you get, we, we, I don't want to walk us through everything that happened in the chapter, but when we, as we come down to here, the, 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 th the thought is, how do folks with good intentions end up making bad decisions? Oh, I have mercy. With good intentions, don't mean no harm. End up making bad decisions. We're looking at Gideon and Gideon. Is a judge that God used in an extraordinary way. Look now, and I like what we said today in the Sunday school, and this is true, real time. This is true. God turns wrecks into waters. Bless you, Master Coffee. God turns wrecks yeah, yeah, yeah. into royals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, that's extraordinary. But we're looking at Gideon, he was you. Gideon, look, Gideon appears in the uh, what they call the Hall of Fame of Faith. But this great man who God used mightily ended up making a terrible mistake that not only impacted his family, but impacted a whole nation with all of the good that he was blessed to do for God. And God wants us today to check ourselves. So listen, I'm saying this from two perspectives now. Checking ourselves is not always related to something that we've done and that we're doing wrong. But it also has to do with us seeing what God is saying to us real time mm -hmm. and the difference that God intends for it to make in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hey, look, uh, we see in Gideon where uh, God, the, the Bible said that after Gideon, after Gideon had uh, seen the, the, the fire come from the, the, uh, the fire and burn up the offering and all these different things, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew the trumpet. God is good because he has put a treasure in our earthen vessel. He has given us his spirit, but he wants us to walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Yeah. Uh, God wants us to be led according to what the spirit leads us to do, not after the flesh. And we see that in the midst of the greatness that God put in, in Gideon, but also in the midst of the great task that God had for him, he gave uh, Gideon provisions to complete that extraordinary task. But God was so good because he knew Gideon, and God knows each and every one of us. The Bible says he, he knew us from, from the time that we was formed in our mother's womb. He knew us. The Bible says he knows his thoughts and his plans toward us, yeah. thoughts to prosper us, to give us good success. Um, for, for, for those of us like me who found themselves in a service place with the Lord, amen, and, and, and found himself make mistakes, Slip and fall. Yeah. He even says that he married to the backslider. That he that have begun a great work in you is faithful to the performance to the coming of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Bible say that a good man fall several times. Yeah. But we don't have to stay there. That's right. God wants us to learn from the things that we experience. Yeah. But I'm saying all that because in the midst of God looking upon Gideon, 
and, and, and seeing the mightiness in Gideon from the work that he would do and the valor in Gideon, God knew that there were some things that Gideon needed help with. Yeah, His yeah, faith was yeah. shaky. Yeah. And Gideon was scared. Mm -hmm. His faith was shaky or could be shaky. And Gideon was afraid. God is saying, check yourself. Because in the, in, in, the, in the quiet, small places where you wonder if you hear from him, he said, I've already spoken. Yeah. And, you, and, and you acknowledge that I've spoken. But when you acknowledge that I've spoken, you've got to act on what I'm saying. You've got to receive it and accept it and act upon it. Yeah, yeah. Receive it. And, and, and just like getting when God sent them to the right place at the right time, you in the right place at the right time, real time, when God speaks to you like he does in this word about your situation, but, he, but it's referencing somebody else. So like when Gideon was down there, God told him, okay, so now I want you to go down into the camp. And after you hear what you hear, it's going to strengthen you for what you got. These words, these things that God says to you from Sunday to Sunday about how he's going to do the impossible, they are meant to strengthen you yeah. as you consider yeah. what you're facing. Yeah. Right. They're meant to strengthen you. Yeah. They're not just words. Check yourself. Yeah. They, 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 they're not, it's not just a, a message. It's not just a word, just a year, come in for a while and, and, and go wrong. But, 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 but God said, get in the front, I can imagine, get in mean, the front, I'm going to go down there, there's 135,000 of them. But as quick as he could get down there to the edge of the camp, he hear them talking about a dream that they had. And, and as they interpret the dream, they're referencing, literally referencing him. Wow. Uh, a loaf of barley bread tumbling into the tent. Yeah, yeah. The kind of bread that they wouldn't even serve to the dogs. And he said that the man said, this is nothing but the hand of Gideon. For Gideon's ears, it's great to hear that, but it's more so great for us to know that a God, we got a God that real time addresses what we need. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. God, a God that's providential. Uh, it, it wasn't a coincidence that he got down there at the time and he got down there to get the news that he got. And immediately Gideon knew, we got this. We got this. Amen. We got this. Amen. God said, check out said, He's given us all we need. He's given us all we yeah. need. That's right. Amen. Yeah. We got all we need. We got all we need. Simple instructions. I'll tell you, uh, I say this. And it became very interesting to me as God opened my eyes and revealed myself. Me, Minister Carver, to things about others that I don't want to see. Secrets, uh, deception. Um, and you know, like how many people got here in the 135 top? You know, this is whether we got 15 or 20, and one of the 15, 20 go down. God said to me, and I thought about you. Blessed of the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Yeah. Clean hands and a pure heart. You know what? I take one. That's all I need. And you can take them a hundred times. Yeah. That's what I say to God. 
Because there's a lot of thought about what that looks like. This is what God said. God said, he said, first of all, he said, I am going to send each and every one of you and have you encounter people. And those people are going to come to you. And when those come, people come to you, he said, there's a couple of things that you're going to say. He said, the first thing you're going to do, it might be only. The first thing you're going to do is tell them about Jesus Christ. Mm 
Amen. We'll be prepared to let them know who Jesus Christ is and what it means to serve him. What it means to lift him up. The power that comes into your life. Uh, the life-changing power that comes in receiving Jesus Christ and allowing him to have his way in your life. And then he said, he said after that, he said, if the opportunity presents itself, and you tell them about them. Amen. 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 Because I know I get into some spanking. Thank you. I got a friend yesterday. See, this is what I mean when I say reflect. And the Bible says, check. God sent us check yourself. I can't tell you how to check. You just, you, you got to do what God needs you to do. I can't tell you that. It's like my wife said, this is opportunity to eavesdrop. On the conversation between me and God. So I called my friend, brother, or Pastor Shep, because I needed somebody to cry with. Well, I needed somebody to cry to. I needed to give me more, you know, because I had been under attack all week. The devil comes to attack you when we read this is getting y'all, it's all in the scripture. When we're moving on down through the scripture, on into the eighth chapter. When they get to the point where they, now they done conquered the, they don't want to, they went in the, the, the battle, uh, but getting ready to lose the war because in the midst of now the, the Midianites have slain themselves, they done broke out the battle right now, we chasing behind them. And we chased them to the point that now we done got hungry and tired. Hungry and tired. And you know what? Let me tell you something. In the midst of whatever it is that God has called you to do, you get a little tired sometimes. Come on, Come on. Now you can fill in the blank about what your hunger is. Come on, Because everybody has their own hunger. But you can get hungry and tired. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you subject to temptation. Devil ain't gonna come in no other time. Ain't no day. Mm -hmm. Amen. You're gonna catch him when he can when he can catch you. <laughs> You know, same thing you need to Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're tired, you know, you're tired of this same thing all the time. You're tired of this person running off in the mouth. You're tired of not being able to get the things done that you didn't get done. You're tired of all of these different things you'll be tired of. You'll be hungry for a lot of things. Food, change, a new opportunity. You're going to be hungry for a lot. That when the devil come. And I called old Shep. I said, man, look, I said, I said, they work me real good. I said, they work me real good. I said, boy, they get their money worth out of them. I said, man, my attitude changed. I said, man, my attitude changed. I went home and went off on my wife. I didn't go off on her life. I'm sorry, I didn't put that right. But I was snapping. I was snapping. Not just to my wife, but to the children. You know, I, I saw myself going back to that place that I was where I was working all the time. Hey, man, that was rough on me, you know? No, I didn't get, I didn't stab my wife and curse out or nothing like that, but none of that. But, but what it reminded me of was a, a, a life of stress that I was living before. And I, you know, I don't want, I didn't want to go back to that, that strain. You know, I asked God for the opportunity to have more time to serve him. Because see, now you you got to reflect 
on where you are in the midst of your Gideon wall and see what's going on with you. But I, I ask God for time to be able to give more dedication to him and, and even the opportunity to be able to do what I'm doing now full time. Yeah. And you know, he lighted the load. I was mad. I said, you know, I'm be at work. I'd be down there. Uh, I'd be down there in my quiet space. Richard. And uh, hey man, I mean, it looks like this bad because man, they done got money worth for me and two other people. Matter of fact, these people I'm working with need to give me some of their money. And every time I look at my wife, she asks me a question, I'm like, can't you see I'm doing something? Don't you know I'm working? I'm tired, I'm working, I'm tired, I'm working. I'm tired. That's when the devil comes. That's when he comes. And, 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 and I told Brother Shipp about that, and I said, man, I said, God is showing me some other things. And I said, man, it's, 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 it's ugly. And I said, well, you know, God shall show me what to do. And he said, Walter, he said, bro, he said, now you know I love you. He said, but now I'm going to tell you the truth, brother. He said, I'm going to tell it to you. Uh, how did he say? I'm going to be real frank with you because that's the kind of person you are. The truth is, I'm very frank. I don't always say anything, but Lord, my wife will tell you, too raw. He said, I'm going to tell it to you just like God gave it to me, brother. He said, you, you worry too much. No, no, he said, you do too much thinking. He said, brother, you need to cut out the thinking. He said, you know what else, brother? He said, you're intense, too. <laughs> he, said, he said, that's a gift from God, brother. He said, you're intense in everything you do. He said, you're intense in everything you do for the Lord and everything you do and anything you do. He said, brother, you're going all out. And he said, the devil don't like it because that makes you very dangerous. <laughs> He said, because everything you're going to do, you're going to give everything you got. He said, but brother, you got to stop thinking. He said, won't God tell it to you? He said, you just go ahead and do it. Don't worry about it no more. Leave it in the Lord's hand. I said, that's it, brother. I don't need to hear no more. I said, brother, that's all I need. I know the man was telling the truth. But we got to reflect on ourselves. Amen. We got to reflect on ourselves and look at where we are and look at what we're facing. And in the midst of all of that, y'all, God got it. There's a couple of things I want to share with you. And I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you alone. The question becomes, not only now do we need to reflect and look at where we are, check ourselves, with how God is speaking to us, we need to we, we need to consider how it is a, a person with, with great intentions end up making mistakes, end up going against the will of God. Mm -hmm. uh, many times, if a person has success or perceives themselves or having success, they start to believe that they can do things that other people cannot do. 
God to believe that they can do. And uh, and this is the kind of thing that I'm saying because what we end up doing is we kind of compartmentalize things in our life. I, I might be able to tell this line. It ain't really a line because it's really for something good. I don't really. You understand? I might be able to kind of throw this out there. It ain't really, you know. Uh, because I don't, I don't mean it in that way. I can be a little deceptive. I can, I can tell a half truth. Uh, it's a thought that says, "Yeah, uh, I know that everybody else who goes down this path will experience destruction, but not me, because I don't really mean it in that way." This is what happened with Gideon. In, in, in the midst of all that he was facing. He started to compromise the truth and the morals that he was called to stand for, but not purposely. Not, I, I don't believe that he's set out to, to go a different way or to, to do something that was contrary. I don't believe that. Uh, the Bible says that uh, then the Israelites said to give rule over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. And, 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 and before that, the um the people of Ephraim came to him and they had a problem with him because they said, Why did you hey man look at Gideon? Why didn't you come and get us when you going down there to kill the people? And Gideon had a nice smooth answer for them. He told them, Well, in, in the land and the spoils that you have greater than anything that we got. But then he, but but which sounded good, it sounded so this, this is what I'm saying to you. In many cases, we'll give the good biblical answers to fit the what we face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the good biblical responses. <laughs> hey, how you feeling? Blessing how the favors. Lord, Lord, it's all coming. Oh, you know. Look, we, we get that's what we do. We get we get a good biblical responses. And it is like then the men of, of Israel said, oh, oh, oh. Uh, so, say, uh, so say, great job. Oh, to God be the glory. <laughs> In my heart, you know, I didn't need to do that. As a matter of fact, I need to go in, you know. Or, uh, I'm so grateful for that, that blessing that you gave my family. Uh, tell the Lord, thank you. You know, you know what? I can't keep hearing all of y'all trying to take care of all of y'all. <laughs> All just you know that what really it, you 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 it's an answer coming from your lips about what you perceive to be, but what's in your heart? Some all together different. Oh man, come back to what I'm saying to you about this matter of 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 being God's minister. Because the truth is. <coughs> Allow in my heart to let whatever's in your heart roll out like water on a duck's back. Brother, you lied to me or not? Seriously. And, and smile every time. I, I'm, unfortunately, I am that kind of person. That's the truth. You know, because everything doesn't always matter. But for some reason, God got to point it out to me. Now, you know, they lying. We lying all the time. You know they lying. He on intense walk like Russia. God, you know, like they kind of struggle. 
Don't you know they need complimentary you generals? That's not what you represent. Because we're going to serve God with clean hands and a pure heart. That's what we're going to be about. Look, if there's a matter between us, we got to sit down and work that out. That ain't what we're doing in Mount Pilgrim. A situation we need to say, we're going to do it. Yeah, right with it. It's right too. Go right now. We're starting up. You know how we do? Go get a piece of chicken, go home, go to sleep. You know, and God said to me, okay, yeah. But is that what is that what you do? No, don't don't forget my son and Judas. Now, how Jesus walking with somebody, he no trying, not trying to go get him killed. Go get him killed. Go get him killed. I'm dead. By the cross. And, and, and no way. So Gideon sins and I'm being the dominion ever since. And so in the midst of all this, this very God, this wonderful work God did, done, Gideon not got tired of him home. He ended himself some. Then here they go now. And uh, the Israel said again, rule thou over us, both thou and thy sons, and thy son's son also. <coughs> For thou hast to, you will have delivered us from the hand of Midian. Here's what Gideon said. Again, he said to them, I will not rule over you. Neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. That's what Gideon said. That's what he said. But that's not what was in Gideon's song. That's not what was in, and, and, and see, this is what God is saying. We have to check ourselves because this is the real God that we're working with. The Bible says God is a true the sermon of the heart. Yeah, yeah. Amen. You know, me, God forgive me, God forgive me, God forgive me. Oh Lord, help us now. That ain't gonna help the check if it's not in our heart to change, to turn, to repent. That's why the Bible says confession is good for the soul. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's a hard thing. One thing I know that if I was, if I'm fortunate, if I was to do something contrary to the will of God, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. I ain't coming with the plan. I can't do it. But look, God can save all of us. We saw that today in the Sunday school. I got to tell you because I can't, I got to be able to move on. I got to be free for real because who the Son said free is free indeed. Can really be free. Uh, but Gideon said that. He said it, but it wasn't in his heart. He said unto them, I would desire a request of you that ye should give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings because they were Israelites. And all of them, now, if you, you know, when you read the Bible, you'll read about how God led the Israelites on various conquests against different nations. And in many cases, sometimes he told them to kill all of them. Many times he did, because he wanted to destroy the sin that was in there. It wasn't a matter of God just hating people and killing people. It was a matter of destroying the sin that existed there and not wanting them to, to co-mingle with those people to pick up the same kinds of habits. Right. But he occasionally, he even told them to take 
the the uh the jewelry and used them in the temple. It was certain things he might have told them to take for the temple, but he never told them to take anything for themselves. Mm -hmm. That's number one. That number one. Uh, hey, look. God don't want us to take nothing for our did None of this is about us. God wants us to check ourselves because we got to always remember it's about Jesus. Um, as a body, my friend is that as we go out and we begin to represent who Christ is to others, that as individuals, we have this conversation with others that it's not about us, it's about Jesus. I'm not here That's for the grace of God. Right. We, we start talking about the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, and how do we defeat these things? Uh, this, this, this idea of, of, of pulling these things together and having what, what he's going to go on to do is create an ephod of gold. And an ephod is something that was worn by a priest that would go into the temple. Yeah. Um, but all of this is about coming to a place of personal information. And it's, 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 it's out of a feeling or a desire to, to, to feed a need. Not an illegitimate need, but going about it the wrong way. Going about it the wrong way. And the way that we fight this kind of temptation in the midst of doing something great for God that, that's good, and in the midst of getting tired, we fight it with humility. We, 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 we fight it by being on. What does that mean? Pastor telling me all he want me to do is come down here, listen to what he say, do what he say, and keep my mouth shut. No. <laughs> that, that's not humility. When he wants me to sit back and don't say nothing, and oh, either I just, he just want me to say, he know everything, he got it all together. I'm no good, I'm nothing. I can't say nothing. We got it out. That's not humility. <laughs> That's not humbleness. The, the foundation of being humble is, is uh, the foundation for being humble is recognizing, realizing, and standing on the fact that God created us and Christ died for us. That's the crux of it all. God created us, Christ died for us. God created us, which and in the midst of us recognizing that we were created, we realized that we don't have an infinite existence. I was just finite. We don't even know when the end is going to come. Which means that we have our, our desire to be to him. Always. Always to him. And, and we're grateful that, that Christ did it for us because he died for us to save us from a fallen sin. That's where your humility comes from. Amen. We have to spend more time thinking about Christ dying on the cross and what he did for us. And, and that's time we're thinking about what we, what, what, what our desires is and then feeling Christ in. What he did for us. Spend more time thinking about Christ dying on the cross. Uh, humble people talk more about the grace of God in their life. When you, when you start talking to somebody humble, you'll begin to hear somebody talk about how by the grace of God, God did this, this, and this. 
How, but for the grace of God, I will be here. But for the grace of God, this is where I will be. That's what humility causes us to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people with humility is excited about what the grace of God is doing in your life. Amen. And we've been preaching and teaching on looking upon the needs of others greater than ourselves. Yeah. That's what humility in God does. Yeah. That's what we're working on. That's what we're working on. Thankful for the grace of God in our life. Thankful for the grace of God in others. And I'll tell you this, and we're going to get ready to wrap, wrap up. In humility, we also invite correction and feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, correction and feedback. We say to others, show me where, help me see that I missed something here. Help me see, and I'll tell you, I got a great critic back there. My wife, she was a great critic. <laughs> um, but, and I, but I tell you too, the spirit of God speaks to my heart. Um, it speaks to my heart all the time. Uh, because, like I'm saying, our desire is to serve God with clean hands and a pure heart. Verse 26 says, And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was a thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold, beside ornaments and collar and purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian, and beside the chains that were about their necks. And Gideon made an ephod thereof and put it in his city, even in Ophir. Even in that place where he where he first met the Lord. Uh, it, you know what? The Bible says more or not uh, that the devil would appear as an angel of the Lord. Mm -hmm. you, you know, uh, the, the devil don't wait to just he you he, his age is everywhere. The Bible tells us that he's going to and fro. I said, well, yeah, he came from the backyard and stopped under the tree. Of course, he got to be under the tree, but that's what hope on me, <laughs> Jesus under the tree. Devil in the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He need more on them. More on them know they need help. You the one think you're doing everything right. Wrong is two left shoes. And God ain't confess, he knows. Go on there if you, if you talk to the people. What's up, Rail? Yeah, man, I need to kind of boy. I ain't been no old It ain't been too good, man. <laughs> what Jesus stop it? Got them on them under the tree. He been reaching for on them. Y'all come to church. Y'all leave the church, go straight to the courts of heaven and say, Look, look at that. Ain't that messed up. <laughs> That's your, that's your sister in, that's your brother in, that's your Rachel. Daddy, daddy can low down. Now what you gonna let me do, because I know you, you know you don't play with stuff like that. You are God. Got your boy Jesus over there. Jesus, I'm pleading the blood. Jesus, our representation, our defense. God saying to him, check ourselves, check ourselves. Get in made the ephod and he, and, he, and he put this golden representation, something that even the priests wear, and it was presented as an idol. And the children, all of Israel, went thither, pouring after it 
uh, this good man that God had called with great intentions ended up making a terrible mistake. Won a battle, but ended up losing the war. And the loss of the war created more problem and turmoil for his house and his family than the battle that he won. All of this came, I'm going to really wrap this up. All of this, another thing that this came from, when we talk about really the truth, we talk about like the bishop said, it's interesting to me, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the, and the pride of life, uh, the desire, you know me. Uh, let me put this on. Say, say my name, say my name. You hear my name say it. Somebody better say something. Put some respect on my name. You know, say my name. You know, um, and he said, um, that temptation of to feel the lust of the flesh, uh, the temptation to feel a legitimate appetite illegitimately, illegitimately. Something that God puts on the inside of us, and it's, and it's fine because this is God, but as long as we let God lead us, we're fine. As long as we act in the parameters of God, but how God lead us, we're fine. He said, it says, uh, whatever I'm feeling right now, I don't want to feel. Whatever place I'm in right now, I don't want to be there. And whatever I need to do to work through this, I'll take those measures. God wants us to be led by the Spirit. Yeah. God wants us to allow the Spirit to work in our lives. <laughs> our hand in His hand. Our hand in His hand. And uh, the way to fight that temptation is integrity. And, and I wanted to talk about that because Y'all, we can be guilty of compartmentalizing. So, like me and my wife, I was telling y'all about how I came home and was snapping. So I can compartmentalize my my attitude and my behavior at home. I say, you know, every night when I get over there, I just got to go off. Come down here to the church and I can hug everybody, and love everybody. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Compartmentalize. This is Walter at home. This is Pastor Clyde. That's the kind of stuff we do. And in the midst of compartmentalizing, we, we end up justifying certain things that God might not want from us. Because mm -hmm. we compartmentalize this. Well, this is what I need to do in this space. This is what I need to do in this space. Um, and God wants us to be aware of that. Um, because the opposite of having integrity, that means Walking circumspectly in the will of God at all times. Like, you know, not that's not saying that we're perfect, but allowing God to lead us. The opposite of that and that integrity is hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. That's the opposite. Because that means that in some areas, we ain't quite nine enough of what we say we're standing on in other areas. God wants us to be aware that God wants us to check ourselves. Amen. Um, I pray that the Lord bless us with this word today. Um, I know God has something to me. My wife is crying. She started crying. And, and I, I, was, I, I felt like I needed my cry for me because I was like getting, I was tired. I was hungry then too, but I was tired. You know, I was tired. And, and, I, and I reckon I was hungry too. You know, I was tired of hungry for some respect. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things you'll be hungry for. And, yes, yes. and I needed to get my cry in. I had gotten my cry. 
And when I called her to tell her that she got on ship crying, and God has spoken through ship to me to let me see myself, you know, because it's not a matter of us being perfect, it's a matter of what we do when God speaks to us through his prayer. You know, what it is us standing on what he's saying, or us if we got to change something or act on something that he's saying. It's a matter of how we respond when he speaks to us. That's the key. That's the key. And she bust out and started crying. She said, Oh, thank you, God. <laughs> Because my behavior impacted hers. Yeah. My, my, my behavior impacted hers. So, you know, these are the kind of things that, 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 that we, 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 we have to consider. And then she began to say, Walter, I don't want it to be that at home with this way. And then at the church, that there's a face that somebody sees at the church or at the job, then at home, this is what you get. That's right. I don't want to tell myself, y'all, and this is what this is what God told me to say, check it says, man, I ain't like I cook child. Ain't like I don't know mirrors and nothing, throw them down, slam them door. Well, I might just slam. I didn't slap. I didn't slap. She said, "I didn't slap." I want to be. I, you know, I, I didn't want to do what God said. I don't want to do wrong. Oh, but 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 God don't want me to to stop short of letting whatever the word is going to do and say, "Well, you know, but I didn't know." Like she'll say, "You think too much. You you don't think God has told you." And, and, and what 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 I want what God is saying to me is, hey man, you, you know you got to. I told you how this is going to be done. Trust me. Trust me. Lean and depend on me. Accept my will. Accept my word. And He's saying just like He's saying again. After Gideon started complaining and talking about everything that he didn't have, surely I will be with you. And what He's saying is, what in the world? Do you really expect me to tell you something else? Because I'm God. When I told you that I was going to be with you, that's enough. That's enough. Amen. Amen. So we tell the Lord, thank you. We thank the Lord. We pray. We're ready to go to the Lord in prayer and wrap this uh, service up. Uh, if anybody desires prayer today, amen, we ask that you come, whatever it is that the Lord um, is doing in your life, or whatever it is that we need from the Lord, we ask you that you come today. Uh, I know I got a great need. I pray that you pray for me. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Recently, prayer. Uh, all those need prayer. And uh, we're looking for God to, to uh, do a great word with bless. Uh, we've been we've been we got extraordinary gifts, we got extraordinary talent uh, in the house, and we just looking forward to God having this way. Come on to Jesus, come on to Jesus, Jesus. I know that.
Jesus Sunday school. Oh God, how you continue to bless us, Father God, how you continue to guide us and lead us, how you continue to speak to our hearts. Lord, we tell you, thank you. Oh God, we pray today, Father God, that you will strengthen us where we're we, that you build us up where we're torn down. Oh God, you are a light to our feet. You are a lamp to our pathway. And Lord, we tell you, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you for your might. Oh, God, you said in your word, we come bold to the throne of grace. Oh, God, that you would hear from us, Lord. If, if we meet and touch and agree, Lord, asking for your will to be done in your word, Lord, that you would fulfill the need that we have for us. And, Lord, we've got many that have come today. And, Lord, we tell you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, my dear sisters today, Lord came and said they want everything that they can get from you. Yes. Bless them now, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Give them the things that they have need of. Oh God, we thank you, Father God, for their willingness to receive from you. Oh God, we thank you today, Father God, for their willingness to sit at your table. Oh God, we pray now, Lord, that you would meet their needs. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh God, that you would grant them the things that they have need of. Yes. Oh God, uh, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you bless them going in and they coming out. Yes. Oh God, that everywhere they feature your tread, yes. oh God, they help us. He said, yes. I pray the blood of Jesus against any attack in their life. Yes. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I pray, Father God, that even as they walk out, oh God, that they begin to see you moving in the mouth, in the places, in the way that they need. Oh, God, because they come boldly seeking the things that they need from you. Oh, God, you are our God. Yes. We are your children. Yes. You are our shepherd, Father God. Yes. And in you, we shall not walk. Yes. Oh, God, bless them, Lord, that they keep their hands in your hand. Oh, God, bless them, the Lord, to continue to remember that there's nothing that's too hard for you. Oh, God, there's no door that you can't open. There's no door that you can't close. Oh, God, there's no pain that you can't heal. In the name of Jesus, bless them now. Oh, God, bless them to stand bold and firmly in the faith that you've given them. Oh, God, bless them to know that you they're coming to you because you have drawn them. Oh, God, that makes them special. Oh, God, that makes them, Lord, that they are your child. They're not just anybody, Father God. That they are your children. Oh, God, that they're mighty and they're strong, Lord. That they have valor in you. 
Oh God, bless them to walk in there. Bless them to see themselves as you see them. Oh God, and recognize the hidden work of your power in this life. And Lord, bless them, Father God, to be lifted up in the name of Jesus. Oh God, bless them to be lifted up, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bless them to be restored. In the name of Jesus, bless them to be strengthened right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, and we pray, Father God, that you bless Sister Angela Strike. Oh God, bless her, Lord. Let your will be done in her life. Oh God, you know our heart and our heart's desire to find and lead the Lord. Let your will be done. Oh God, let your will be done. Bless her to step out on faith, Father God. And your will for her life, Lord, the things that you're showing her, the way that you guide and lead her. Oh God, bless her and go forth. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, she she's seeking clarity or she's seeking to share clarity. Oh God, bless her to do what she yes, needs to do. Yes, in the yes. name of Jesus. Yes, yes. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Yes. Oh God, guide and lead them. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, bless her now. Bless her now, Father God. I pray you bless our trustee right, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, he said that he just desired to do what your word is saying. God, let us check ourselves, Father God. One by one and name by name. Oh God, because as a, as a body, oh Lord, we want to do your will. That's all we want to do, Lord. We want to do your will. Oh God, we want to stand in your word. Oh, God, when you speak to us, Lord, we want to act. Oh, God, but we want to do it with clean hands and a pure heart. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, nothing hidden, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we want to do it the right way, Father God. Lord, we don't want to misrepresent you. Oh, God, when we begin to speak of your power, we say by the grace of God, Lord, we want to have experienced that. And we want to stand on it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we tried so many things in ourselves. Oh, God, we know that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we want to try his way yeah. in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we know that Christianity is the way of Christ. Yeah. Lord, we want to walk in the way of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. In the, not our way, Lord. But we know that there's a way to seem of right unto a man. Yeah. But the end thereof is destruction. Lord, we want to walk in your way, not our way. Not in our way, Lord, but your way. Give them that now, Lord. Give them that. Bless everybody. Deacon and Sister Gatewood, Lord, bless them, Lord. Bless their home, Lord. Bless their family. Bless their spirit, souls, and their bodies. Continue to strengthen them where they're weak and build them up where they're torn down. In the name of Jesus, be a fence all around them, Lord. Their home and their family continue to touch and keep it and bless their bodies, Lord. In the name of Jesus, their spirit, souls, and bodies. Lord, please bless Sister Wilhelmina, Lord, our home and our family. In the name of Jesus, the ministry you put down in her, the thing that you speak to her, Lord. Listen now, Father God. In the name of Jesus, let's minister climbing, Lord. Touching from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Heal his body, Lord. 
In Jesus' name, heal his body, bless his home and his family. Lord, bless Minister Clark, Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh God, continue to cultivate the gift that you've given her in her life. In the name of Jesus, oh God, continue to bless her, Father God, to teach with the power of the Lord and demonstrate it that you've given her to exercise her gift. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, bless her home, Lord. Bless her children, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus against any attack in her home and in her family. In the name of Jesus, oh God, we pray your fence and your hands of protection all around them. Oh God, and again, bless my dear sister Charlotte. Bless her home and her family. In the name of Jesus, be a fix all around, God. In the name of Jesus, continue to lift her up. Continue to draw her out. Continue to work in her life. Continue to strengthen her where she's been. Where she's In the name of Jesus, you don't have to do all the things through Christ who strengthens me. Not my will, all the thy will. Oh God, bless the Lord to stand in your power. In the name of Jesus, bless her now, Lord. Bless my family, Lord, my wife and my children. In the name of Jesus, my son, my children, his wife and his family, my daughter, Morgan and Madison. Have your way, Lord, and everybody that's in Zoom, down the board, Lord. In the name of Jesus, everybody that's in Zoom, Sister Candace and her family, Lord. Tori, Lord. Brother Kenneth and Elton, Lord. Bless them all, one by one, and name by name. Bless them, Mr. Benjamin, Lady Clyburn. Shredding them where we can build them up where they're torn down. Have mercy on them, Lord. People from all hurt and danger. Let your will be done in their lives and all things. The Lord will be so careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. So in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Uh, so one announcement we have is around Bible study for Tuesday night. Uh, I'll be sending out a, a, a text and an email about Bible study. So yeah, you got it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I can't get weak in my book because I ordered the NIV, and I know that you have one. Oh no, I'm talking about the Bible study. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh. <clears throat> um, and if you don't have one, I think we have one of the China. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so Bible study, y'all. So you want to make sure that you look at your, your your weeks and your days now, because this is gonna be a different kind of Bible study. It won't be like when we all just sit and somebody do all the talk. But this somebody don't want to do all the time. And um, we're going to have a good time, y'all. Yeah. Um, so you want to look back on and get your days and look at the questions at the end of each week. And just do what you can. Go through. Um, well, we have Bible study on Tuesday. It'll be from 7 to 8. 7 to 8. We had our first one last week. And uh, we're excited about that. Yeah. Also, this coming Saturday, uh, we will have our choir practice. 
And uh, I'll double check with Brother Caleb, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what we end up doing, having our prior practice on this, this coming Saturday. So uh, I just want to make mention of that. Bible study and choir practice. That's what we got coming up. So uh, make sure you on your you, you studying your books and you really um you're really taking your time and getting into that. Did you did you yeah, what about Thursday? Thursday? Thank you. Also on Thursday, we have our ministers meeting. Thank you so much, your family's right. We have our ministers meeting on Thursday, and we have that at seven o'clock. And I'm thinking so, and we'll be We'll be uh, sitting down and talking about a number of things that we're gonna plan. We're planning for a like a leadership retreat, Deacon. I will send you an email out about that too for uh, the leadership of Mount Pilgrim to begin so we can plan for next year. And uh, what we're doing, what we're gonna do is just kind of condense some things and uh, and just go forward with what we with what we're doing. So thank you so much, Vanessa. Right. So we got Bible study Tuesday. We've got the ministers meet on Thursday, and then we've got choir practice on Saturday. All right? All right. All right. We love everybody. Uh, we ask everybody to stay at rest of We're going to uh, dismiss. Man, we're going to dismiss. They have you decided yet what y'all are going to do? Your, your thing? Oh, uh, yeah, Friday after that. Okay. And also, I want to mention, too, that Evangelist Wright for the Woman Down Loose conference that, they, that we had recently, they'll be meeting together on Friday to kind of follow up and she'll share information with that. I believe that will occur on Zoom. Uh, but uh, so that's what we'll be doing, y'all. Everybody repeat after me. May the Lord watch between me and me while we ask one from another. And repeat our church model. Word of God. Saying, thanking, and writing about you. He's watching you. Neighbor, I care. I Huh? Is it cold? Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>